This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. All you have to do is take control of the airwaves via our toll-free number at 855-453. And it is the live Thanksgiving Day edition, or Thanksgiving night, I suppose, at this point, uh, at least on the East Coast. It's probably still the daytime uh, on the West Coast. But we're here uh, to take your phone calls about whatever might happen to be on your mind. You can take control of these airwaves. It is a holiday edition of the show. That means really nothing's different. Weren't we supposed to have an interview, Mark? What what happened with that? That'll be tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. Okay, so we get uh, someone from antiwar.com. Yeah, just to kind of explain the uh, you know what's going on in the Gaza Israel situation. Um, you know, I don't have a clear picture, and I think a lot of people need to you know find out because. Frankly, what's going on on CNN and these major news channels is, oh, those crazy Gazans are shooting rockets again. Mm-hmm. I guess Israel's going to have to go in and kick the crap out of them. I mean, like they're not—they're mm. not giving any kind of relevance, you know, to what 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 occurred. So, who who will we be talking to tomorrow? Uh, whoever anti-war sends our way. Okay, great. Well, those guys know their stuff uh, when it comes to those issues uh, around the world. I'm grateful for them because. I certainly don't. You know, I don't claim to know much at all about any of those conflicts. It's it's incredibly difficult. I mean, each one of these regional areas. I mean, even if you know, uh, even if you understand the history of sort of one country, uh, you know, some of some countries are so big they got different regional areas. I, I mean, you know, it's it's hard enough to be sort of up to date on domestic issues here in the United States, let alone foreign policy mm-hmm. things. I mean, basically, I just you know the only foreign policy thought I have is is it's bad to kill people. So, of course, it is Thanksgiving, uh, excuse me, Thanksgiving night, and that usually means uh, with Free Talk Live that there's one story we'll always cover, and I don't know, we started doing it a long time ago and have kind of done it ever since. People want to hear and, it. It's, it's and, yeah. here since the last time we talked about it, you know? Right. Well, it's one of those things where it's like we've, do, we've done this show for an entire decade now. Uh, November 3rd was our 10th full year doing Free Talk Live. So we've done this for over a decade at this point. And for you and I, Mark, we've talked about this plenty of times. But there are always new people tuning into Free Talk Live, people listening this year that have never listened before. So we must continue on. I feel like we have to continue on. And I think it's telling, well worth talking about. Yeah, yeah keep sure. telling this uh, this story because it's a great story. It's the supposedly the real story of Thanksgiving. It is not the one that they will tell you about in government school classroom. They've attempted to do some debunking of the story, and then there's debunkings of the debunkings. Mm-hmm. So uh, from what I've been able to, to read, uh, this story is the accurate one, is, is, is relatively accurate. Let's start with it. Let's, uh, let's just kick off also, the show. It also has citations, too, which I you know, find very comforting. Let's, let's kick the show off with this, and then on the way, of course, we'll talk about whatever you want. Uh, it doesn't have to be Thanksgiving-related, although there is other uh, interesting news, uh, some of, of controversial nature, uh, that, that we could discuss regarding Thanksgiving, and uh, specifically a song, a Thanksgiving song that is hitting it big across the Internet as we speak uh, we can tell you more about that. All right. And there's some controversy involved uh, in that as well. Uh, but we'll get to that. We've got plenty of time here for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. The great Thanksgiving hoax. Well, it, it does bear to mentioning that we are completely live here on a Thanksgiving evening. If I, know, I didn't make that clear, yes. We're, this is not a pre-recorded episode unless it's pre-recorded wherever, whenever you hear free talk. <laughs> right. some, some of our radio stations delay broadcast the show. But we are here on Thanksgiving night performing this live from 7 to 10 at night Eastern time. Right. 
You did uh, mention that. I just want to make sure yeah. that people are clear. Yes, we, we will mention that throughout the show here tonight. And thank you. Uh, we'll give thanks as well throughout the, the program tonight. And thanks first to our uh, board operator, uh, Kyle, who came in at the Genesis Communications Network. Thanks, Kyle. On Thanksgiving you know, Day, which a lot of people don't want to work on Thanksgiving Day uh, to run our board and answer your phone calls. So much appreciated. 855-450-FREE. Let's jump into it, though. Richard Maybury writes over at LouRockwell.com. Each year at this time, school children all over America are taught the official Thanksgiving story. And newspapers, radio, TV, and magazines devote vast amounts of time and space to it. It's all very colorful and fascinating. It's also very deceiving. This official story is nothing like what really happened. It's a fairy tale, a whitewashed and sanitized collection of half-truths which divert attention away from Thanksgiving's real meaning. The official story has the pilgrims boarding the Mayflower, coming to America, and establishing the Plymouth Colony in the winter of 1620-21. to The first winter is hard, and half the colonists die, but the survivors are hardworking and tenacious, and they learn new farming techniques from the Indians. The harvest of 1621 is bountiful. The pilgrims hold a celebration and give thanks to God. They are grateful for their wonderful new abundant land that he has given them. The official story has the pilgrims living more or less happily ever after, each year repeating the first Thanksgiving. Other early colonies have also, or also have hard times at first, but they soon prosper and adopt the annual tradition of giving thanks for this prosperous new land called America. And, you know, if that were the story, it's not a bad story. I mean, it certainly seems believable, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, hey, we made friends with the Indians. They taught us things, and we had a party, and uh, now we do it every year. That's Thank a- goodness for Squanto and... Throwing fish inside yep. of a uh, uh, with the kernels of corn to make and that grow. funny colored corn. What do you call that stuff? Clown Indian, corn. Indian corn. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, so, <laughs> but that's not the real story, and that's the problem. Uh, the problem, according to Maybury, is that it, the harvest of sixteen twenty one was not bountiful, and nor were the colonists hardworking or tenacious at that time. Sixteen twenty one was a famine year, and many of the colonists were lazy. Thieves, And we'll tell you why here. In his history of Plymouth Plantation, the governor of the colony at the time, William Bradford, reported that the colonists went hungry for years because they refused to work in the fields. They preferred instead to steal food. He said the colony was riddled with corruption and with confusion and discontent, that the crops were small because much was stolen both by night and day before it became scarce eatable. In the harvest feasts of 1621 and 22, all had their hungry bellies filled, but only briefly. The prevailing condition during those years was not the abundance the official story claims. It was famine and death. Yeah, I think it's not as much an official story as it's just kind of like what we learned in school. That's the official story. It's coming from the government mouthpiece. I, I, I got you, but I mean, you know, can you see why you wouldn't spend a lot of time talking to uh, to kids about uh, famine and death? I, I certainly didn't yeah. hear. Even the official story says that half the, uh, according to this, the, that half of the pilgrims died. Yeah. But I, I don't recall that part at all. What I recall is uh, Indians and turkeys, and you got to trace around your hand and make the turkey. Oh, yeah, I remember that and, one. And, uh, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And Squanto. Yeah, Squanto. I remember Squanto's name. Yep. So, uh, but that's, they're leaving out some really important information, and that's what the relevance of all this is. We'll tell you about that as we go along here. So he's talking about how the, there's a lot of famine and death in 1621 and 22. The first Thanksgiving was not so much a celebration as it was the last meal of condemned men. But in subsequent years, something changed. 
the harvest of 1623 was different. Suddenly, quote, instead of famine, now God gave them plenty, wrote Bradford. He also wrote, and the face of things was changed to the rejoicing of the hearts of many, for which they blessed God. Thereafter, he wrote, any general want or famine hath not been amongst them since to this day. In fact, in 1624, so much food was produced, the colonists were be, uh, were able to begin exporting their corn. What was it that changed? God. You heard him. He all of a sudden started to yeah. uh, you know, grant them love and Suddenly, God didn't want them to starve anymore. No, no, that wasn't it. After the poor harvest of 1622, Bradford wrote that they began to think how they might raise as much corn as they could and obtain a better crop. They began to question their form of economic organization. This had required that all profits, their current, the failing version— uh, the one that led to famine, had required that all profits and benefit that are got by trade, working, fishing, or any other means were to be placed in the common stock of the colony, and that all such persons are as are of this colony are to have their meat, drink, apparel, and all provisions out of the common stock. Sounds like uh, like the military, you know, like, you know, <laughs> you go to the quartermasters, you get your uniform, you go to the mess hall, you get your food, you take as much as you want, that kind of thing. Yeah, but the difference there is uh, with the military, the taxpayers put in the bill for all the stuff. So there's right. no shortage of food or anything like that with the military here. It was each individual was basically, hey, whatever you do for a living, you got to throw all the profits and uh, the goods and everything in this central pot and then we'll distribute it out to everyone. And that didn't work. We'll get back more into that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live, live Thanksgiving show. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Turkey Day edition of the show. We're here. Gobble, gobble. Gobble. Uh-huh, that's a pretty good one. Thank you. And you can bring up anything that you want, of course. 855-450-FREE. We have eaten our respective uh, Thanksgiving dinners, and mine was one of the uh, Free Stater Thanksgivings, for lack of a better term. Uh, of course, Mark, you and I are both here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is to get together with other people that think like you do. And that's why uh, we made the move here. Freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn more and get signed up for the Free State Project. Join over 13,000 people. I counted, I think it was last night, or maybe it was the night before. Anyway, very recently, I did a the, did the division necessary and determined that we were at that time 21 signers away from reaching two-thirds of our goal. We want to reach 20,000 people 20,000 liberty-loving people who understand what freedom means, who want to make the move and get active for liberty. We've got over 13,000 thus far. We're inching up closer and closer to the two-thirds mark, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. So uh, there are a lot of people involved already. We've already got over 1,100 people in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project. Those are considered, as you and I are, Mark, early movers. So 
this project is just barely getting off the ground and already we're having an impact. There are a lot of good things happening here. People are getting elected. There's been an amazing civil disobedience movement. We've got incredible media that's being produced all across New Hampshire. And it's, there, it's an activist movement unlike anything else that exists. So you owe it to yourself if you love liberty to check it out. Freestateproject.org. And what we're doing here is concentrating activists, concentrating people in the same area to be more effective. It works. So once again, freestateproject.org. But what I was saying is I went to kind of a a Free State Project participant's Thanksgiving, meaning that, you know, people that move here, maybe they can't afford to go home to where some of their family lives. Maybe not all their family uh, traveled with them up here, for instance. Uh, So it's nice to have... Uh, people within the liberty movement the who are having surrogate family to have uh, Thanksgiving with. Yeah, who are having their own Thanksgiving gathering. People bring stuff to it and uh, enjoy each other's company, and that's what happened uh, here in Keene. And they were happening across the state. Uh, I know that uh, our PR lady uh, was at one of them in a different part of the state, and uh, so they're happening all over the place because again, it gives people a, a community. The liberty community is a real community up here. There are people that. Uh, that are, are you know developing lifelong friendships and some people getting together and you know having kids and doing all that stuff too. So it's it's a good community and it's a it's a great bunch of folks and it only gets better as as more people come here and and add to it. So that's where I was uh, this this afternoon. I know I, you were with some other friends from. That's local. right. The Free State Project, um, you know, are full of different types of people and you know some are choosing to you know sort of stay and uh, you know do. Thanksgiving with other free staters. Others are integrating all the time, and uh, we, you know, we're having Thanksgiving with locals. How'd it go? Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. Um, you know, the, I, I really enjoy going to these folks' house. So we do it. We've done it many years. Anyone talk about secession? We didn't talk about secession, but we probably talked about just about everything else. Really? Yeah, sure. Oh, that's good. They, they know where I'm coming from, um, and they're you know kind. <laughs> that's good. All right, so uh, we're back to the Thanksgiving story here. According to Richard Maybury over at LewRockwell.com, the real Thanksgiving story. It's not the one they tell you in school where uh, the colonists came and died and then had these wonderful, bountiful harvests because thanks to the Indians that helped them, and then they had Thanksgiving from then on out. Mm -hmm. Uh, The part they don't tell you about is that the reason why the harvest went from really terrible to really great was that they changed their method of economic organization. This is the most important part of the story that is uh, conveniently uh, left out from the governmental retellings of it because, well, it doesn't put the government in a real good light. It doesn't put certain economic systems that the government tends to uh, lean toward or rely on in a very good light. And what they were doing was they, they had basically had a communal system where everybody who— Communism. Yeah. Everybody who was working on whatever task would have to put— Whatever it is that they earned and they would have to put their products and everything that they've created into the central pot, basically, the central housing. And uh, they were then doled out to everybody equally. Uh, you know, very similar to what Karl Marx used to say, right? From each according to his ability to each according to their need. Yeah. And it sounds great in theory. I mean, for a lot of people, communism sounds like utopia. Well, uh, until but- you've lived in the real world for even a little while, I mean, when you when you see these things, and you can even if you're in a large uh, sort of uh, work area, you can see often that one person will work very hard yeah. at a particular area and they'll do very well, but they, you know, no one really notices it because they're working in sort of a group. 
way, um, then, you know, why would it be that that person, if that one person works hard and the other people kind of slough off because it's easy to slough off? Because you get the same amount of stuff, whether you're a slacker or you're a hard worker. And so that dis- that discourages people from putting giving it their all. And in fact, it encourages the reverse. Not only are people being were be people being shiftless and lazy, but they were doing the worse than that. They were stealing. Well, they weren't stealing. I mean, they're they're going to get the food that's out there. Well, no, they were they were stealing uh, some of the food, and they right. were stealing. Well, whose stuff. food is it? it I, I get what you're saying. To anyone, but. Well, well, it, I mean, at some point it belonged to the person who brought it there, right? And presumably it still does. They've just been forced by the government to bring their uh, their food to this central storing house. All right. You can call it stealing uh, if you want. Uh, but my point is that the people – stealing is, is worse than the people that do nothing, right? Because then they're taking away from the, uh, the common stock. So, But that's what happens is people are disincentivized to be honorable. They're disincentivized to be hardworking and are incentivized to be slackers and dishonorable. That's what communism in this economic organization system we're talking about, so socialism, uh, does. And that's what is pointed out here in the Maybury piece. He says that the pilgrims were starving in 1622 and 1621 because of this early form of socialism. Bradford writes that, quote, young men that are most able and fit for labor and service complained about being forced to spend their time and strength to work for other men's wives and children. Also, the strong or man of parts had no more in division of victuals and clothes than he that was weak. So the young and strong refused to work, and the total amount of food produced was never adequate. So it didn't, it didn't even matter to these folks that uh, other people were dying. All of these things that are supposed to motivate well, why would you. If, uh, think for a second here. If you work hard and you make uh, some food for yourself, you're going to have all that food. If you work hard and you have to split that food among 50 people, then all your hard work you only get 150th of. Yeah, People won't work that hard for 150th. No, but the the utopian vision of communism suggests that everyone will have their hearts swelled with the the you know the the, the strength of the community and their brothers. Well, all and that the- is is hubris. It's the hubris of the central planner. The central planner believes that they can control people like their livestock, and that you know that they'll operate and work the way that they think they will, and they're just wrong. People respond to incentives, and it's not that folks don't care about the the people around them. It's just that usually they want to take care of themselves first, and this makes sense. You can't help someone else unless you're able to help yourself. Bef- you know, otherwise, you don't have anything to, of value. There's nothing that you can create of value if you haven't even been able to take care of yourself first. So you take care of yourself, then you've got a surplus on top of that. It's much easier to give to charity and help others. But let's talk more about how they change their system here in moments. It's- Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 
855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're doing a live Thanksgiving Day edition of the program. And, of course, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything, though we are talking uh, to start the show out tonight about kind of a traditional topic at this point for Free Talk Live on Thanksgiving, the Great Thanksgiving Hoax, as it is titled over at LouRockwell.com by Richard J. Mabry, where he reveals the rest of the story, so to speak, regarding Thanksgiving. The part of the story that you're not told in government school. Good day. Yeah, there were people that uh, had a tough time uh, for a few years, and uh, things did get better. That much is true. But the reason why isn't because they learned good farming techniques. It's because of their mode of economic organization. They switched from a socialist or communist system to one in which people got to actually keep the things that they were earning out there. And by the way, Michelle uh, is joining us tonight. Good evening, Michelle. Hi, guys. Good to have you here. Happy Thanksgiving, or as as we said today in my house, happy uh, celebration of the Indians not being slaughtered that year. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that, well, I'm, I'm less slaughter, certainly a good thing. Uh, but in this case, are you familiar with this this story that we're that we're talking about here? With this, with how they the, changed their economic uh, organization in the original colonies, sixteen twenty one, sixteen twenty two. I am familiar with that, and also the Indian um, or Native American Sisquanto or something or another like that, who proposed uh, more of a free market trading. Was it his proposal? Supposedly, that's interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't know that part of the story. Uh, in this case, it you know that that also wouldn't surprise me because it was there originally. It was the colonists' idea to have this communist system, and it failed, and people died, and you know they died of starvation, and people were stealing from one another. And well, I'm not sure it's the colonists' idea necessarily. Probably the company, what the Massachusetts Bay company, oh, really? company um, that would have uh, set this up initially. These people were essentially, you know, <laughs> property of this company initially. So, like indentured servants? Pretty close. According to the governor of the colony, William Bradford, he said that young men he basically said that young men and strong men were not working because they didn't want to work for other men's wives and children, and the strong man was not getting any more for his hard work than the weak man uh, was, and so he was just not willing to do any of the work. And they were starving point. to death. I mean, like everybody was starving to death to in rec- this situation. To, uh, so therefore, the food that was produced was never adequate for the colony. To rectify the situation in 1623, Bradford abolished socialism. He gave each household a parcel of land and told them they could keep what they produced or trade it away as they saw fit. In other words, he replaced socialism with a free market, and that was the end of famines. Okay, but wait a second. William Bradford gave plots of land to people. I guess. He gave them control over them. Isn't that nice that the governor of the area could give away land that didn't belong to him? Well, I get where you're coming (laughs) from, but unfortunately the government does uh, own the land because they control the land. I mean, Are you talking about it with the Native Americans? Is that yeah. What, okay. Well, so it's difficult to really quantify. If you've uh, taken a listen to Conceived in Liberty by, or I listened to it, you could read it also by uh, Murray Rothbard. You know, sort of the understanding of property by Native Americans at the time. There was a lot of land, and essentially what they used land for was to put buffers between other tribes and themselves. They didn't really necessarily use it, you know, hunting things like that. So they didn't really care. Whether or not um, this is why they were willing to sell the island of Manhattan for some beads, twenty nine dollars worth of beads, right? <laughs> right. Sure, pal. Give me twenty nine dollars worth of beads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can 
stay here. And so, you know, they didn't, as far as homesteading, they weren't necessarily homesteading the land either. Right. I like what William Penn did, though, with the Native Americans up in what is now known as Pennsylvania, which means Penn's Woods. Mm -hmm. His father uh, was owed a debt by the king of England and was, uh, in lieu of being paid back, was deeded all of that. uh, William Penn was deeded all of that property. And so he went before the the Native American council up there and said, um, I've been given your land. <laughs> so I'd like to compensate you. And so he paid them for that land and, and created a, a uh, commerce and trade with these people where there is, had otherwise been hostility. I think there was one um, instance of a Quaker being killed by an Indian um, in U.S. history, and they were confused. He was he was carrying a gun. Quakers hunted, um, and they were confused. So they, they were at war with uh, the white guys. But uh, generally, Quakers were left alone as a result of uh, you know their behavior towards Indians. Right. So Bradford uh, again allowed people to have their property, allowed them to make their own you know decisions about how to run it about what to produce upon it and how to distribute and or keep or save or sell the stuff that they got from their property, the stuff that they worked for. Uh, so it gave them ownership over the things that they should have owned from the beginning. and The fruit of their labor. Yeah. Yay! Yep. And that's, <laughs> that solved the problem. Uh, many early groups of colonists set up socialist states and all had the same terrible results. At Jamestown, established in 1607, out of every shipload of settlers that arrived, less than half would sur- uh, survive their first 12 months in America. Most of the work was being done by only one-fifth of the men. The other four-fifths chose to be parasites. In the winter of 1609 to 1610, called the Starving Time, the population fell from 500 to 60. Then the Jamestown colony was converted to a free market, and the results were every bit as dramatic as those in Plymouth. In 1614, Colony Secretary Ralph Hamer wrote that after the switch there was, quote, plenty of food, which every man by his own industry may easily and doth procure. He also said that when the socialist system had prevailed that we reaped not so much corn from the labors of 30 men as three men have done for themselves now. Mm, Wow. Before these free markets were established, the colonists had nothing for which to be thankful. They were in the same situation as Ethiopians are today and for the same reason. But after free markets were established, the resulting abundance was so dramatic that the annual Thanksgiving celebrations became common throughout the colonies, and in 1863, Thanksgiving became a national holiday. Thus, the real reason for Thanksgiving, deleted from the official story, is that socialism does not work. The one and only source of abundance is free markets— and we thank God that we live in a country where we can have them, except we don't. Because we don't have a free market in the United States, and we're not even close to a free market. But in comparison to some other places, it's not as bad. Yeah, I'd say that it's closer than a lot of places. Isn't but, it interesting, though, that there is a whole pardoning of the turkey? That's a really kind of disturbing thing, right? Like, it's this. there's all this news about... It's a friggin' turkey yeah. that gets pardoned, but someone who has not... Who, you know, Julian Heichlin, who, who could otherwise be pardoned and not have to go to jail if he were to come back for his jury nullification and, and you know... Uh, right, he's an older gentleman who uh, did, got arrested a number of times for doing jury nullification outreach. Or Mark and then, Emery. And then left the country. Yeah, Mark Emery sitting Bradley in jail Manning. for selling seeds. Bradley Manning, exactly. Mark so Emery's- are these... 
And and there's a, a bunch of people in jail like Mark Emery. I mean, it's, yeah. Mark Emery's just the most notable, uh, but there are countless innocent, peaceful drug users mm-hmm. and dealers that are in jail that have never harmed anyone else. But instead, we're going to have a big to-do with with um, you know people coming yeah. out and wearing T-shirts that say, you know, pardon the turkey. It's interesting about pardoning the turkey, uh, and I'll bet you that was the president that pardons the turkey. Is Correct. that right? Yes. Yes. I'll bet you he eats turkey today. So just tur- not that turkey. Right. Just not that turkey. And I mean, it's I, 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 it's ridiculous. The and whole how thing. can you pardon pardoning something that is? You know, you interrupt me, or or you, I don't understand you. I say, I beg your pardon, or pardon me, or excuse me, or you know, you're making a request to be. To have grace extended to you for whatever it is, and everything from a social etiquette thing. I, you know, you just farted. To right. wait, that's an F word. Mm. I could say that one. Yes. <laughs> to you know, you bump into someone to something right. that's so, an actual crime. Guilt. Yes, where it's, there's guilt. What's the turkey guilty of gobbling? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, the, the turkey's not guilty. So to uh, receive a pardon seems kind of strange, um, and it does kind of show. The uh, it shows that the power inherent in the office in that, you know, somebody who has done nothing wrong can uh, be pardoned. Somebody who's going to get a, a uh, executed for doing nothing wrong. Just make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Do it again. Yeah, it is funny, isn't it? All right. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is the Turkey Day edition of Free Talk Live. We're here. You can uh, call in, bring up anything that you want. Your thoughts on socialism versus the free market, Thanksgiving, and there's much more to come here. It's Free Talk Live. Puke and the Gang, the podcast for grumpy young men, brings you issues. We are talking about raping babies. I love Nazis. Beast Jesus. News. New York shuts down vibrator giveaway. Here's a fun story out of uh, Spain. El Correo. No, wait, that's a newspaper. Personal stories. I kicked a windshield once because I was angry. I just got annoyed and I wanted to die. I know all the words to get jiggy with it. I have a horribly tiny penis. Responsible journalism. I'm drinking my liquor. When we do the show, we're generally drunk. Puke and the Gang and cake. This is Free Talk Live, and we're doing a live Thanksgiving Day edition of the show as we do as often as possible. I don't remember the last time we didn't do it, actually. So we're here at 855 453 1855 3733 and the join only- us. Yeah, the only thing that will stop us is uh, if we can't get a uh, board operator. Nope, and, but we did get one in, uh, thanks to Kyle over yep, GCN. Kyle. He's uh, hooking us up here tonight, taking your phone calls, if you make them, at 855-450-FREE. Of course, you can bring up anything that you might like to share with us. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right, so we've been talking about Thanksgiving here throughout uh, the show thus far, though we have a full two hours uh, to go. Um, And we talked about the Thanksgiving story and what it really was all about and how the real story is that you don't get in government school is that the reason why the pilgrims or the colonists rather were able to uh, have plenty is because they changed their method of economic organization. 
And it was suggested that it was actually Squanto who suggested it to him, which is interesting. I didn't know that part of the story. But they changed their economic mode of organization from socialism or communism to a free market situation. And that totally changed how things worked out. They had a a surplus. They went from 30 men and their labor under the socialist system didn't do what three men did with their labor under the free market system where each individual – Ten times more effective. Right, where each individual was able to actually decide for themselves what to make, what to do with it, how to you know keep it, sell it, give it away, or whatever it is that they wanted to do with the product of their labor. This is a huge point, and it's a shame that it has been erased from the official story of Thanksgiving. Oh, and it's even – I think it was a New York Times uh, writer tried to come and debunk this, and then the debunking of the debunking occurred. And mm. um, so, I mean, there's some – it appears as though this story is darn close to what happened. I mean, there's citations in it. Uh, maybe you can go back to the the actual and the journals from the the, the, the journals of these the governors. Yeah. So it's their perception. Whatever their perception is, you would think that their perception would be biased towards their own system that they you know must have had some level of uh, of influence on, but instead they. Decided that uh, you know the free market, personal ownership of a property was better. Both of them quickly. Let's go to the phones. Dave's on the line, listening in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Dave in Montana. Happy Thanksgiving. Going Dave. once. Oh wait, I didn't hit the uh, air button for some reason. Sorry about that, Dave. Go ahead. Hey, Viva Cannabis. Happy Thanksgiving to all <laughs> you. Hey, Dave. Uh, it's good to have you here, man. Yo, Rocky. What's going on hey, out in Montana? Uh, did you have uh, did you have yourself a good dinner today? Oh yeah. What are you yeah. thankful for, Dave? I'm thankful that uh, people are trying to wake up to the to the destruction that this country, this government is doing to us. And what the hell are we doing? Well, in 140 countries, when there's only 180 in the whole world, you know? Yeah, it seems like the United States military is as any place it can be, right? So I'm happy that people are trying to wake up to that fact and uh, and I see it around me I see you know people are but I, I don't think they're going to really they don't want to wake up as long as long as their credit cards are working and everything but let me first let me just say this I don't want to get into I, I called up to say I want to salute you guys man I've been listening to you guys for like eight years now, yeah it's been a long time years or something never a rebroadcast why <laughs> Free talk all the time, man. It's great. I salute you too. I don't think no other talk show could claim what you guys did to be live every day. Hey, I don't think any other talk show would want to have to do the work that we do to do yeah. this. And I just want to salute you too, man. Well, thanks, Dave. I, I, I do appreciate really, uh, that. It's really and great that you guys are there live every day. I, I, it's great. Yep, you can count on it. I appreciate your call tonight. Enjoy out there. Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. Michelle, all you have to do to get uh, to get your call dropped uh, when it comes to Ian is uh, start being, uh, you know, thankful and, uh, you know, telling him how great he is and things like that. He just can't handle it. I don't think that was it. I mean, how many? I can handle it. I just, you know, thanks. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) At the very least, it's boring to him. There's no point in reveling in that. Oh, yes, we're so great here. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate. No, I mean, I appreciate the appreciation. I am really enjoying your your mimicry and everything this evening. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And uh, let's see, there was one time when we didn't uh, do a live show. We moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, we're busily setting up the studio. We we This was before we had a Sunday show. So we left Florida late Saturday night. Yep, Saturday got up the big here. show. Yep, took like 26 hours to drive up here and, you know, tried our darnest to get everything all set up and working for Monday night. It just didn't end up panning out. So we missed that show. I think that was our, our refeed. And then there was maybe one other time. But uh, that, yeah, pretty much we've, we've gone straight through on a straight run. And, and there's, a, there's been a couple of holidays a few years ago when we couldn't round up a, a board operator to come in. Like mm-hmm. normally I give them a, like a bonus because we don't pay our board operators directly. The Genesis Communications Network pays them. But if somebody's going to come in on a Thanksgiving or Christmas day, I'm going to throw them a few extra bucks to you know, show them appreciation for them bothering to do that. So there, there were a couple of holidays a while back, but it's been a while since we've missed a, a Christmas or, or Thanksgiving. I don't remember when it I was. We, I, I don't know how long it's been a Christmas or Thanksgiving. I think we l- missed a day when uh, you were having your, your, your lack of sleep episode. Where, yeah, when I went insane. Yeah, when you went insane yeah. um, and had to be taken to the hospital and that kind of thing. Yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. How come I, have not, I haven't heard this? Ian doesn't like to talk about this particular hey, episode. Hey, I, I thought I was going to the hospital this last week. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd lost my mind. For what? Stress? Yeah. For me, I mean, it was staying up for days. Well, that's the thing is I hadn't, I haven't been sleeping. That'll do because, it. Because, you know, I just, I'm so much and um, lawsuits and the government and, you know, I've lost my privileges to drive in the mm, state. And, really? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, bank accounts being, you know, levied and closed and, ah, you know, just like, yeah. yeah, there have been a lot of things and not sleeping, not sleeping and the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. And then like, you know, I'm a woman. So every 30 days I'm on this like cycle mm-hmm. thing where my hormones kind of go crazy and I'll, I'll own it, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but it was just like a moment where I thought if someone were to walk in, they would take me in a straight jacket. Really? It was ugly. Yeah. I survived. I, I, you know, I had a few friends. I like my friends called Derek J. He was, He's visiting, by yep, the way. Derek he hopped Jay. on a bus and and took a bus twelve hours to come Aww. take care of his show. <laughs> So maybe we'll get to hear from him later. I don't know where he I think he's uh, hanging out uh, with some of the activists here in town. Anyway, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still to come here tonight, uh, the Thanksgiving video, Thanksgiving music video. Remember Rebecca Black with the Friday video? Friday, Friday. Yeah, got to get down on Friday. Uh, that song. <laughs> it was it, really awful. It hit it big, but but it hit it big in a way that Should was... Should we be playing it, though, to talk about it when we're, if we're talking about it? The Friday song? We don't really need to play that it's song. It's so big, though, that Katy Perry did a, a, not a parody of it, but she did her own version. And no. She, yes. It's Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Last Friday night, I don't think that Katie was that. I don't yes. think that was. Uh, no, no, no. That and was she a riff has, on Rebecca Black, wasn't no, it? Yes. And she she um, has Rebecca Black in her video. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I got your back, girlfriend. So that's that's one of the places we can go tonight because uh, Cracked.com is saying the producer of that song, the Friday song, uh, is evil. And apparently he has produced another song now, and it is called Thanksgiving. And we'll play that song for you. You'll be able to decide whether or not you think that the producer of the song is evil. 855-453 is the toll-free number. Plus, a survey that has some shocking uh, results here. Or maybe it'll be shocking to you. According to, an, uh, an Atl- according to CBS Atlanta, 
sex means more to adults than having kids. When asked about what makes them happiest, a group of adults participating in a survey ranked sex at the top of the list, followed by drinking alcohol. Then how come these sex? How come adults aren't having sex then if it's so important to them? I, I'm, well, I imagine adults are having sex and kids grow up. Just What's, not married ones. <laughs> okay, so if you have one kid, your adult life is going to be say fifty years. That kid is going to be a kid for f- five, six, seven of those years. I mean, you know, I can see it's it's a small portion of your adult life. Whereas, hopefully, you're having sex the whole time, or at least a good portion of it. Didn't yes! It barely yeah. even made it in the top... in the first hour, and we're already talking about sex! It, it barely even made it in the top five. It was... Uh, well, we'll, we'll continue. Give me the uh, top five things that adults say make them happiest in America. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Plus, the Thanksgiving song. Is it exploitation? We'll explain here. You can take control. Hour two's next. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system. On a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system. On a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. We are launching into the second hour of this live Turkey Day edition of the program. <laughs> yep, that's right. We're here live and we'll take your calls. Breaking out the sound effects. That's the point. The Thanksgiving of, edition. That's, you know, I've got sound effects. I just rarely use them because I'm the. I'm kind of the producer of the show and also the host at the same time. I don't do the phone screening and all of the producing. We've got a board operator over at the Genesis Communications Network. But usually, you know what it's like, Mark, sitting in the first chair. There's usually a bunch of stuff going on all at once. And yep. the last thing on my mind is typically sound effects. But there's an obvious one we can play here. And so there you go. Oh, sorry, Michelle. Michelle's with us, too. Go ahead. Say again. <laughs> I like the bong rip, too. <laughs> yeah, that's also a good one. Not a bad uh, real live version of that uh, right there, Michelle. <laughs> I've had practice. <laughs> You've heard it before? I have. <laughs> um, so, uh, 855-453. Happy Thanksgiving. We've got Thanksgiving-related stuff uh, here to talk about, including the Thanksgiving song by Nicole Westbrook, produced by the same guy who produced the Friday song. I want to hear this so badly. Now, you remember Friday? It was all about Friday and the days of the week. And yeah, it was they sang very, the days of the week. It was very really kind of uh, basic uh, lyrics. But, you know, the song was by a 13-year-old female. And this one, in this case, is, I believe, a 12-year-old female. And let me start, before we get to the song, with an article from Cracked.com by Soren Bowie. 
he or she uh, writes this the internet has devalued hatred where where overwhelming public criticism is used to shatter people and make them reevaluate their decisions in life, now everyone just expects it. The trolls, bullies, teenagers, and the attention-starved have ruined their only weapon, spreading loathing so liberally across many comment sections, so many comment sections that it's all become white noise. Today, anyone creating for the internet me included, is so callous to spiteful criticism that it's no more effective at making us alter our forward momentum than a swarm of cluster flies. I'm this way. I don't read the YouTube comments on videos that I put online because most of them are absolutely horribly nasty. YouTube I is don't a anymore. Place. I mean, yeah. like, you were the one, Ian, that told me to stop reading those things because, right. you know, people were saying things to me like, I ought to be blankety-blanked with, you know, foreign objects and that my children deserve to die and, like, really horrible things yep. because I don't want to register my car, <laughs> you know? Just terrible. I mean, people behave in a certain way when anonymity is present that they wouldn't behave in normally. Now, they're changing YouTube, though. To, they're trying to get some le- you know, less anonymity. Oh. That you know, Your Google really? account, is, uh, account is attached and they want, want you to use your real name and things like that. Have they made this change already? I've had to, to, to register in some way, yes. I don't think it's really stopped people, and why would it? Because there are millions of people looking at YouTube, and they don't know who you are, and you don't know who they are. Even if they're using their real name, I'm John think, Smith from Toledo. And that's uh, if Toledo. you have Google+. Plus. If you don't have Google+, Plus, then it doesn't prompt you. I don't you. have Google+. Plus. Oh, well, don't? each name has it. You know, each but I think comment- Google+, Plus has uh, wrapped me in because uh, Ian and I have our emails through Google+. Well, okay, so some people are using their real names on this, these Google comments, but most people are not. And sure, I can click on one of their names and try to learn more about the, you know, this rude person, uh, but what good does that do? I think that the trolls on Facebook are less trolly than trolls on message boards. Message boards allow complete anonymity. I don't have a problem with complete anonymity. I'm just saying that— I disagree totally. All right. Trolls a troll's a troll, and just because you know their name is attached to the account on Facebook or YouTube doesn't mean they're going to stop being nasty to people. Anyway, all that aside, back to the story from Cracked. The, the Cracked guy here is going to make the allegation that the producer of these videos involving these teenage girls uh, is evil. He goes on to say that more importantly, the hate has become indistinguishable from fame. As long as people are paying attention to your YouTube videos, to your tweets and your blog posts, then each one can be considered a success. And this is how I felt uh, when Derek J. recently had one of his videos skyrocket to the top of the Cop Block YouTube channel. It was the video in which uh, myself, Ademo, and Derek, and I think Kate, uh, were all in a car. We were in Manchester. Oh, I saw and, that. Yeah, got pulled over by a cop. The cop, uh, the cop actually opens up Derek J's door, his uh, driver's side door, and did that without permission. Did that uh, in a way that you know we did not appreciate, and we let him know we didn't appreciate it very vocally. And the backlash on the internet uh, from this being posted on Reddit was incredibly negative. Uh, the dislikes on the video were way higher than the likes. were reprimanded. I mean, the cop opened up the door and, like, came inside of the vehicle the way he, like, leaned in and everything. Yeah, yeah. And you guys weren't doing anything. And I saw some of those comments and yep. how you guys just need to toe the line. And, yeah, that cop know. was being nice. You should have been. You should have done what he said was basically the gist of the, yeah. the comments. 
And but I took it as a success. Like, hey, all these haters, this video just got two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand views <laughs> in two days straight. Mm. I don't care if they hate it because it it means that people that are more likely to people are more likely to see it on an on a search, perhaps, you know, for whatever pl- No such thing as bad over. publicity, is that what you're Well, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, amongst all of those haters, there are gonna be people that see that that are gonna appreciate it. And those are the people that I'm looking to attract. Also it compounds um over time. I remember having some kind of uh, uh, empathy for the police officers in the Rodney King situation. Now, this is a decade and a half ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, well, this is a tough job and these guys, they get amped up on adrenaline as if getting amped up on adrenaline is is good enough to kick somebody, you know, to sleep, to sleep like they did with uh, with with Rodney King, as if that's a good enough reason. But over time, as I saw more and more videos come out, at some point I got to see that there's a culture of, uh, you know, a lack of accountability. If, for instance, as we're told that, uh, you know, there may be the one bad apple in the bunch or whatever um, amongst, uh, you know, police out there, then why would four police officers kick a man to sleep? Wouldn't Mm -hmm. one of them do it and the other three would pull him off if that was the case? And, you know, it took me a while to to come to these conclusions. I didn't come to them right away. So back to uh, the story here from Crack.com. He's talking about how uh, the haters are out there watching all these videos, and some people consider that a success. He says it's like a child basking in the negative and violent attention of bullies because at least they're acknowledging his existence by cramming his head into a toilet. That's not all bad, by the way. It's hard for perpetually angry people to hurt anyone when the Internet starts craving their criticism. But we're also finally seeing the consequences from the other end. We're realizing how dangerous people can become when they're starved for hate. And that's not okay. I don't even so, know where he's talking about at this point. Like he's moved so far from the subject matter that I don't well, even know. He hasn't get even it. gotten into the subject matter. He's kind of uh, painting a picture around it, suggesting that people like the producer of these videos are looking for this, that they are valuing the hatred yeah, I think not. because of the views that it brings. Uh, and I think that, you know. From my perspective, like with the video I was talking about, there were 300,000 views of this video. How many of those 300,000 hated it? How many of those 300,000 liked it? I don't know. Obviously, you can look at the likes and dislikes on YouTube, but that still doesn't tell you about everyone and what everyone thought uh, of the video. Some people liked that. That's all I care about. I don't make videos for the haters. I know they're going to be out there. I know that haters are going to hate. If you take an opinion if, on anything, you're well, get. if people aren't okay, people are either paying attention to what you're doing or they're not, right? And if they're paying attention, some people are going to not like it. That's something you can absolutely count on. Now, one can make the argument that, oh well, you know, your activism could be better in this way, and if it were better in this way, then more people would appreciate it. Maybe that's true. I think that there's some valuable, you know, possible critique out there, and people with valuable critique, I'm more likely to listen to than just the across-the-board hater. But I know that as somebody who does things that are visible, somebody who does things that are controversial in some instances, that that's going to result in people hating. But that's not the reason why I do those things. I don't do it for their attention. I'm not doing it for, for you know, overall attention. I'm doing it because I want to, I want a certain audience to see it. I want, and then Mark, like you said, some people might change their minds down the line. But I'm looking for the people that are already with me. I want them to find what we're doing, for instance, here in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I want them to be excited by it. And I don't care what the haters think mm. because I don't need them for anything. 
1-855-450-FREE. But if they can you know, up the, the views of the video, that's not a bad thing. Gets it seen. But he's going to make the case that this is bad, and uh, we'll get into that here. 855-450-FREE. We'll play some of the clips uh, from this video. Maybe we'll play the whole thing for you. I don't know if we'll be able to handle that, but <laughs> we'll see. 855-450-FREE. It's the Thanksgiving music video by Nicole Westbrook. We're coming up. Free talk. Hi, my name's Tim Cummins. I'm your verbal surgeon, and my job, to help you feel good right now. And every time you listen to my podcast at verbalsurgery.com, you will feel good because you're an awesome person of amazing abilities, incredible skills, and that makes me feel good too. So get with the program, verbalsurgery.com, and feel good now. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we uh, will share with you on our site, including news updates. We've got broadband, excuse me, we've got email, we've got Twitter and Facebook. You can go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for any one of those, whatever is your preference. By the way, we're here live on Thanksgiving Day, and we're here to take your calls as we always are. News.freetalklive.com is where you can get signed up for all the, the again, Twitter, Facebook, and emailed updates. And we will do uh, Twitter and Facebooking throughout the show, uh, posting questions and or show prep or observations there as we do the program here tonight and every night. So news.freetalklive.com. If you're looking for camping hunting, survival, or shooting gear, the place to go is manventureoutpost.com. It is hunting season in uh, many places around the United States. They've got the name brands that you want at the lowest prices on ammunition, knives, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, optics, firearm accessories, archery, air... Fish air, finders? That's right. You can find the little, little boxes that find fish. Holsters, water purification, tents, apparel, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau, and they've got the lowest prices. Go check for yourself. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. All right. I, I think that is one of the best things that you can really do for yourself is is be uh, self-sufficient and, and have yourself in a position to where if the, the you-know-what hits the fan, that you can, you know, kind of hunker down and... And stay out of the way for a couple of days. I mean, look at all the people, whether, you know, with Sandy and everything, who didn't have water and didn't mm. have generators and didn't have food Waiting for themselves. Lines. Yeah. And so instead of just being able to hang out at their house, you know, at the highest point in their home for a few days and kind of wait out. Begging. Yeah. So be independent, people. Yep. <laughs> And we've got some other uh, great sponsors that can help you with that as well. We'll tell you more about them as the show goes on. 855-450-FREE. Use them all together and you've got everything you need. Manventure Outpost. And buy everything through Amazon.com. Well, where you can... unless you can get it at ManVentureOutpost.com, which is what we were just talking about a moment ago because they're one of our sponsors. Right. right. But I'm saying if it, those other things, if you can buy things through Amazon.com, then you get a... Uh, in Free Talk Live. But only if you go to shop.freetalklive.com because you can't just go to Amazon normally and uh, and we won't if you just go to Amazon 
just type that in. We won't get credit. Uh, but if you go to shop.freetalklive.com, then you can get things through Amazon, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. So uh, Also, strategicsurvival.com is the place to get uh, the, the, the strategic survival, which is sort of this uh, survivalist compendium, all right. the information you'd need in those circumstances. Yep. Uh, 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. The rapper from Friday and Thanksgiving, Patrice Wilson, is he evil that's what cracked is saying here they're saying that one of he, their guest authors yeah uh i don't know is this guest i'm not, not sure i think they all are soren bowie uh anyway cracked has published this uh this piece and he's saying that basically this producer this music video producer put is putting out awful videos simply because he knows that they're going to be hated and that that he considers success but let me get i'll let him say it in his own words here uh he's saying that it's hard for perpetually angry people to hurt anyone when the in- internet starts craving their criticism, but we're also finally seeing the consequences from the other end. We're realizing how dangerous people can become when they're starved for hate. The most egregious example is the new music video, It's Thanksgiving, where creator Patrice Wilson sacrificed a young girl to the internet in order to perpetuate his own renown. Its case is not immediate- in case it's not immediately obvious or you refuse to ruin your own day by watching the video... <laughs> That's the next installment from ARK Music Factory, which created Rebecca Black's Friday. But rather than a sequel, its Thanksgiving serves more as a prequel. The girl is younger. She's singing about a Thursday. She's somehow even more blissfully unaware of the wave of hatred gathering on the horizon. The only <laughs> difference between the two videos is the negative charged or negatively charged virality of Friday was a surprise to everyone involved, while its Thanksgiving was purely intentional. Patrice Wilson and Clarence J. created Arc Music Factory to write and produce music videos on behalf of teen girls with a few thousand dollars to burn and who want to feel like celebrities. Well, let me get I, – I just disagree on, on this. Um, Fun birthday present. Right. I right. mean, you know, so they put her video out. Now, the guy's got renown. There's no doubt. And he's probably got renown. I think his first one was a viral internet sensation, mm-hmm. if, if you or, or the, the opposite. What do they call it? A dis-sensation. Um, but in this case, you know what you're getting when you go to this guy. The parents of this girl, I'm assuming she doesn't have a few thousand dollars on her own. Mm-hmm. Sure. I can't imagine how she would earn it. I certainly didn't have it at that age. Um, the parents know what they're getting with this individual. They're Maybe getting... they don't. And also, you're talking about really young people here. I think that one of the things that was so sort of ludicrous about the the Friday song was is they were singing about days of the week. How old was this gal when she was? 13. Uh, 13. 13. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little older than I would have thought, but. You know, I mean, what do you expect? Depth here? Do you expect a bunch of dating advice? Wait a second. David Cassidy back in 1970 or 71 had the number one hit song in the in the country, which is I Think I Love You. I How Think I Love You. He was like 19. Mm-hmm. But the um, he beat out the uh, Beatles, which and with the song, I don't remember if it was Hey Jude or something, but it's like a, a song right. today that we all love. And I'm know. not saying young people can't be successful. I'm saying that when you're 13 years old, if you're truly singing about something that's accessible to you, yes. that, you know, this is the, the days of the week and liking Friday so that she could go out with her friends was probably something that was accessible to this individual, this young individual. I mean... Not talking about the hard work week here. Not talking about uh, you know deep romantic relationships. Yeah, I do think that young um, women at the age of thirteen can certainly feel passionately, um, you know, as far as love goes. But I don't think that they perhaps have the emotional maturity. Uh, as, I mean, you know, of course, Sarah McLaughlin might have. 
Katy Perry <laughs> then turned around and, and her song, um, TGIF, Last Friday Night or whatever. Uh-huh. She, I have um, no idea. Okay, well, it's a catchy little tune, you know, and I'm dancing around in the kitchen and I'm kind of singing along, not realizing what the words are, and then Menage a what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're, yeah. and you're waking up. All your friends are waking up. You know, by the pool with like booze everywhere, and you know, use condoms. You're right. Like, the Friday oh. video certainly uh, was less uh, explicit. Yes. The Rebecca Black version was much less explicit. Uh, but uh, you know, so I agree with you, Mark, on this one. I feel like, look, this girl is 12 years old. She's uh, she's made a video about Thanksgiving. Part of what was ridiculous about the Friday video was that you had teenagers that were very, very young teenagers in the video doing things that young teenagers aren't supposed to be doing, like driving a car. Uh, I mean, the the kids in the video didn't look a day older than 13 or 14. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're, they're depicted in the video as, you know, driving a convertible <laughs> around. And, of course, you know, they're they're partying at these kind of high school parties. And there's just the, the absurdity of all of that. And, uh, you know, I don't think that there's anything wrong with finding things cheesy or absurd about a, a music video. And this Thanksgiving video that we'll play for you here in a, in a bit, because, Mark, you haven't even seen this yet. No. You know, you're going in blind on this. Michelle, I don't think you've seen it either. No. No, I haven't. Uh, I want to go in blind on this. But, you know, th- what they're doing is they're just having fun making a video. Like you said, Michelle, great birthday present right. uh, for, for a teenage girl if, in this if, case. If I, for whatever reason, had a whole bunch of money to throw around and I bought a mu- music video for my four-and-a-half-year-old son, it's not going to be about something that adults are going to find accessible. They might find it cute. Because he's four and a half, but if you're talking about that tween stage of a 12, 11, 12, 13-year-old individual, you're, there's going to be some ludicrousness about it because they're looking forward to adulthood. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is the producer of these videos evil? That's what this guy's saying. It cracked. We'll continue in a moment. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number tonight, live Thanksgiving Day edition of the show, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com, or you can enjoy the various features that we have there, listening options included. We have broadband, mid-band, and narrow-band versions of the stream of the show, which are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live around the clock. So you can tune in anytime you like over at listen.freetalklive.com. And there are other ways to listen to the show as well, including your maybe your local radio station. We've got over 100 of them from coast to coast on AM and FM. So check out our listing over at listen.freetalklive.com. The satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard all seven nights per week. In addition to that, we're on KU Band across North America on free-to-air. Plus, there's our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Listen.freetalklive.com to learn more. Have you ever wanted to take a complaint to court, but you didn't want to spend the money on an attorney or didn't have it? HowToWinInCourt.com is the solution. It's the course for people who don't have an attorney. It teaches you the court's rules, and until you know those rules, you are fighting in the dark. 
It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. This new and improved jurisdictionary course, HowToWinInCourt.com, is written so that the average eighth grader can learn it over the weekend. Their brand new website has all kinds of free tools. Go there, use the free tools, and, and then buy the course. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. HowToWinInCourt.com. It's a great course, and uh, you'll love the improvements. HowToWinInCourt.com. So there's a critic here over at Cracked.com who's talking about the, the new It's Thanksgiving video, which was released recently by the ARK, Arc Music Factory, the same group that put forth Rebecca Black's Friday. And it's become another kind of uh, internet viral sensation, as had done uh, Rebecca Black's Friday. It hasn't gotten near the you know the views quite thus far, but it's I think it's scored over ten million, which is nothing. That's to, a lot. You know, nothing to shake a stick at. No doubt. Um, and so you know, like the Rebecca Black video, this one is uh, you know mostly disliked. It has one hundred seventy-two thousand two hundred ninety-nine dislikes and twenty-four thousand one hundred and eighty likes. Uh, and when the Rebecca Black thing came out here, we were kind of caught up in the uh, the fervor about it. There was a lot of buzz uh, on the internet about it, and so inevitably we ended up talking about it here on Free Talk Live. And there were things to uh, to poke fun at in uh, in the video, sure, for for sure. And this is kind of a funny and silly video uh, as well. But I, I don't have the same view as this uh, critic here over at Crack dot com who believes the producer is evil and basically using these teenage girls to, uh, you know. F- thrust himself into the limelight and a uh, limelight and you know somehow be successful off their backs he's giving them what they're looking for their parents in this case purchasing probably spending a few thousand bucks well, several thousand perhaps it on, takes it it takes uh, what one has to the disbelief that one has to suspend to believe the writer's uh, story is is that individuals um, are able to make their own uh, decisions and this writer doesn't believe that this writer believes that this rapper and what's his name Patrice Wilson. Patrice Wilson is some kind of siren sitting on a on a rock, calling in hapless sailor Going parents. Going to backing you down right. to the bottom of the sea and as, sink your ship and drown you. As if these people don't possibly know what they want. I mean, look, there's all kinds of... I'm going to show you what you want. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. He's You're giving, a fine siren. He's giving people what they want. And the the critic here is... I don't know why it is people are so angered by these videos. Maybe it is because they believe, as the critic does, and that somehow these teenage girls are being taken advantage of. But think about this. These videos aren't being made for, you know, people that are in their 50s. The kind of people that are going to watch these videos are the tweens, I believe, is as they are called. Not quite teenagers, not you know, really, really young, but between the mm-hmm. tweens, those are the people that go to Katy Perry concerts. Those are the people that go and to their parents. <laughs> well, yeah, their parents go too, but the, you know, it's not their parents that are the ones driving that, right? So they're they're marketing towards a group of people that uh, are probably the twenty four thousand likes on this video, and those are the only ones you care about. You only care about the people that you're marketing to. Let Let's play, I guess, some of the video before we continue with uh, with the critique. This is uh, Nicole Westbrook. The It's Thanksgiving video, which of course you can find on YouTube. She's marking off uh, calendar days. It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) 
auto tune yeah. is what you're asking about? Yeah. Very similar, you know, kind of a derivative of the Friday song, you know, in Friday. The they're, goes. they're going through if the you days want of the great week. writing for yep. a song, you're going to have to pay for that. And I don't yeah. know how many thousands of dollars that they're paying for this, the production of this music video. And if it was a really great writing, it'd be a hit. Why in the world would they turn it over to you? Well, this is a hit, as all, all things are considered. I mean, I, 10 million views on, uh, on It's YouTube. hard to really uh, to, to, to quantify because how many people are looking at it for the amusement value yeah. and, and those kind of things. I mean, But the thing is, is if what you wanted was, um, you know, Aziza did a video and you guys um, saw her YouTube videos, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, a couple weeks ago or whatever. So she has a three octave range. She's had 100 views. <laughs> mm-hmm. So obviously, yeah. it's not about the talent. Right. There is, you know, there's a... Whatever. And the video content here, she's preparing food. She's uh, in the kitchen opening the stove. The turkey's there. She's By all tasting accounts, quite, um, gin, uh, you know, uh, It's a wholesome video. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not, uh, it's not the party video like uh, Rebecca Black's Friday, which is, you know, clearly a different kind of a, a, a message. I do like Adam Sandler's Turkey Day Thanksgiving song better. Oh, yeah, it's better. awesome. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No matter how you do, no matter what you say, this is my favorite. I hate seeing this guy in the video, by the way. And then, yeah, he comes in. Uh, Patrice Wilson comes into the video and, and sings along. And actually, as the article points out, he is the only adult in the entire Thanksgiving dinner. It does here. seem a little creepy. Um, but... <laughs> You know, I mean, I'd like to say Puff Daddy does did, used to do or P Diddy or whatever the term is that you want to. They uh, make appearances. Well, yeah, make appearances, and I, I guess the idea is is to push it forward or whatever. Um, this is his kind of signature thing, and I don't like it. If I, you know, if I was buying the video for my child, to be like, yeah, you just, can you just stay behind the camera? Thanks, thanks. Look, back, back there. So yeah, let me jump back cool. to the uh, the cracked article here. He talks about how there's a lot of similarities between this and the Friday song. Uh, the vid- songs and videos are almost identical, he claims. They both open on a calendar. They both have rap interludes in the exact same section. They both promise a vague version of fun and a good time over and over. And they both spend an inordinate, inordinate amount of time pointing at objects and announcing what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Even the subtler elements are the same. A pop music critic and sociology professor at California State University said the following, quote, Friday embodies any number of current trends practically guaranteed to inspire a set of backlashes. Music for teens, anemic dance tracks, auto-tuned vocals, super trite songwriting, and most of all, a resentment toward young people whose presence seems to disproportionately dominate social media. In other words, Patrice Wilson knew what he was doing and intentionally followed a formula that he stumbled upon with Rebecca Black to ensure that everyone despised his next music video just because that was the only way he could guarantee that it would be watched by millions and millions of people. So doesn't this really fall on the people that choose to despise stuff? I mean, it it, it takes out, you know... He's blaming Patrice Wilson for working him? Yeah, I mean, you know, look... (laughs) I'm going to take advantage of you because you hate stuff. (laughs) I've got to say, I was amused by the guy's breakdown of, um, you know, what what it was that was kind of silly about the video, pointing at stuff and announcing what it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's good. Well, you know, on on the other hand, okay, so I've been a mother of a 13-year-old girl, and... It's kind of charming that and, and endearing that this young girl is talking about 
being thankful. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. I don't find anything particularly objectionable about the video itself. I consider it to be somewhat shallow. But sure. Let's continue. What else though. would I consider it? Yeah. I'm 40. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. ABC. Easy as More one, two, up. three. Right. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio, podcast, satellite, webcam, and our live streams. But did you know you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere? Add this number to your phone 213 493 0308. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Listen Lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 213-493-0308. That's 213-493-0308. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Thanksgiving Day edition of the radio program here where we will take your calls about anything you would like to talk about, although we are focused right now on the It's Thanksgiving new song released by the Arc Music Factory, which is the same music producing uh, company that released the ultra popular, if in a negative way, <laughs> uh, Rebecca Black's Friday. And there's a story over here at Cracked that kind of... Uh, created this whole conversation where the author is suggesting that this is bad, that this is this producer, the guy who's uh, creating these songs and essentially probably selling them to the parents of these teenage girls for however many thousands of dollars, kind of like a not forcing them package. No, absolutely not. Uh, is that somehow he's evil and he's taking advantage of these girls for his own benefit uh, in a in sort of a As negative way. As if he's out way. on the street luring in uh, young teenage girls or tween girls. Uh, that doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, these parents are coming with money in their hands. Yeah, and so let's continue here with a critic, but first. So uh, to get some storable food, go to uh, the website here. I've, I've, uh, excuse me, it's it's buy emergencyfood.com uh, No, I don't, th- I don't think it's emergency I, food. Man. I don't have it written here. I've, uh, I've got the wrong piece of copy. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Sorry, I've got it um, right here. He's been drinking tonight. I have Didn't not. Give him a break. No, Didn't but I was anything. just... You give him a break. I was just standing it's, up, flashing in my fishnet it, thigh highs, and the by emergencyfoods.com. Foods. There's an S com. That's right. Yeah. You told me last night that that was really important. Yeah. The fact that, was, that you're not distracted by my legs in these fishnets, baby, I is totally like, loved that. Yeah, that was but great. you weren't distracted. Yeah. Mark's distracted. I can't see them from here. I'll stand up. I'll yeah. show you. It's fine. Go for it. <laughs> Buy emergencyfoods.com. No. Uh, excuse me. So they've got free str- freeze-dried, storable food. Uh, the, the name brand is Legacy Premium. It's 100% certified GMO-free. It's the only brand that is. Uh, they've got zero MSGs, and that's something you've got to watch out with storable foods, too. There are no artificial flavors, and they're the only ones that put an oxygen absorber in every, gen- every nitrogen-flushed f- uh, Mylar pouch. $3,900 for a year's worth of food. That's half of the industry standard. This is probably less than you're paying for food on a, on a given day. You can get the storable food that is you know will last you 20 or 30 years um, for whatever the circumstance is that might arise. Um, you can v- view the uh, comparable charts there um, at buyemergencyfoods.com. <laughs> Michelle is flicking her legs about um, a 2000 calorie per day um, these these are 2000 calorie per day day meals so that uh, the s is really important here it's buyemergencyfoods.com use coupon code ftl to save 5% oh yep 
Coupon code FTL. Save 5% at buyemergencyfoods.com. All right. So the the article continues at crack.com. We'll play a little bit more of the song for you in case you missed it earlier. It's It's Thanksgiving by Nicole Westbrook in the ARC Music Factory. Crack.com saying that this guy's evil for doing this uh, because he... He didn't know that the Rebecca Black song was going to hit it big, but then it did. And so he used He stumbled this. across that formula. Yes. And that now, according to Cracked, he says, think about that for a second. Fame is still desirable even when it comes in the form of truckloads of letters from people inviting you to fall in a fire. As unhealthy and sad as that sounds, it gets worse. If Patrice Wilson, the producer in this uh, case, wanted to situate himself as the focal point in the focal point of the world's loathing, that would be fine. We genuinely like having something to hate. So if someone wants to Who's fill that we? role, why does he say this where person? Is he obviously, coming from he is all, he's the one that's messed up. Right, I agree. This person obviously, uh, you know, likes to hate this. Uh, I don't have the same feeling about this at all. Uh, but he goes on to say, if someone wants to fill that role, then there's really no harm. Except Patrice Wilson isn't the star of It's Thanksgiving, the music video, even if he wishes he could be. No, the star is 12-year-old Nicole Westbrook, a bright-eyed kid who had no idea that she was going to be a human sacrifice. With Rebecca Black, it's hard to blame Patrice Wilson for the onslaught of insults and vitriol that she had to wade through. He probably didn't know that his crappy song would be terrible enough that everyone would hate share it. But Nicole Westbrook is different. Everything about It's Thanksgiving invites abuse from viewers, from a chorus that just lists dinner sides to Nicole Westbrook <laughs> earnestly singing her heart out into a turkey leg. It is intentionally bad, baiting critics to rip it to shreds, and everyone seems to know it except that poor girl. Her career as a singer... This person is overly cynical. It's funny, yeah. I've got to say. Her career as a singer, her social life, her future are all casualties of Patrice Wilson's hunt for recognition. His best-case scenario was that everyone will hate Nicole Westbrook enough to talk about her for years. And I don't agree uh, with this uh, interpretation at all. You so know, does that mean if someone hates sex that they're going to hate it so much that they'll have it for years? I don't know if I would extrapolate I, that. From, well, right, but I mean, it's just like that way of thinking, though, that because someone hates it, that they're going to forward it and share it. He, you mentioned something about they're going to hate share it. Well, I, I hate, hate it. Sharing. It's, it's they find it laughable, and I think that that's a difference um, here. I don't think that that if somebody's hating on either one of these girls um, in from these videos, that person is full of hate. Yeah, it's. These these videos are laughable, and they're laughable right. because we're looking at them as adults looking at what perhaps is interesting to. I, I think, don't even. I'm not going to claim to even know what's interesting to tw- tween girls. I don't know, but I can't imagine teenagers wouldn't laugh at this either. I mean, it is it's cheesy, it's silly, but you know you're being silly when you're singing into a turkey leg, right? <laughs> like, I mean, even as a kid, you know that's silly. Totally, it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. silly. You grab a turkey silly leg, you're in front of a, a camera, you're singing into it like it's a microphone. She does this towards the end of the uh, the video. Even if she's and, a dupe, though, um, I mean, th- what happened in the the Black video, what was the first? The Rebecca Black Friday. Rebecca Black video um, is, is that, I mean, any any level of research, any level of research on what they were buying here, parents and uh, you know child included, they would have come up with this video and they would have understood that there was a level of vitriol, uh, you know, leveled at this individual. They made that choice, and it comes with the territories. I was discussing the very beginning of this conversation. I when I do things, I know there's going to be negativity that's brought to me because you know 
people are paying attention to the blog at freekeen.com. They're listening to this show, and people have opinions. And some people are just hateful in their opinions. And so it's part of it's part of being seen on a you know national scale. And the larger you're seen nationally, the more hate uh, that you're going to receive. I mean, people like Katy Perry. You mentioned. I mean, obviously she's a very very popular uh, pop singer, but you know she's got her haters too. And she, sure. yeah. So it's just that's what comes with the territory. If you want to propel your teenager into whether they're f- female or male, if you want to propel them into the spotlight, it's inevitable that hate's going to follow. Justin Bieber, another example of uh, somebody who is more of a mainstream pop uh, success story. Sure, people love him. People, people hate love him. to hate Justin Bieber, but not the tween girls to which he is marketing. You know, his music is purchased by a very specific set of demographics. He's not marketing to 50-year-old moms. He's marketing to tweens and, well, uh, and teenage 50, girls. I think, think, don't think that's the 50-year-old moms that are cynical about Justin Bieber. I think that it's the 25-year-old. The, the males, yeah. Uh, you know, it's obviously the males. I'm just telling you. like it's he, he doesn't care about them, right? Why should he? They're not attending his concerts, and he doesn't care if they do or don't. They don't he's ride in the fine. nice cars that he, ha- right. he owns, and they don't live in the nice houses he owns either. Yeah. The, um, the, do you guys remember the song, She Bangs? The guy yes. William Hung, Ricky, no. yes, Ricky but Martin. William Hung did a, um, a a version of it. He's Chinese. Back in two thousand, I'm not familiar with this. Okay, well, there are 1.7 million views of this of the William Hung version. Yes, and it was something. I think it was on like American Idol, like the first mm-hmm. you know season or something, and it was horrifying. You you didn't know if this guy had like Down syndrome or <laughs> if he was being if he was mocking himself like. You can't be serious. And so there were some, you know, he ended up being on some like talk shows and stuff and they found out, no, he was dead serious. But people actually became endeared to him Mm -hmm. because he was kind of like that retarded child at Disneyland that's twirling around playing with their balloon. And you suddenly go, yes. And you go, isn't that glorious? Isn't that great that they are having so much fun doing what they do? They don't care. He didn't care what anyone thought about him. And Gundam Style is another uh, sort of good example of this one, too. I mean, the dancing that goes on in Gundam Style, it's so overtly bad, but it does take a level of talent to do. Everyone that knows how to dance, that dances, I know how to do that dance. Do you? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yes, because it's like the Macarena or anything like that. You you learn these learn dances, it. and then it becomes part of the thing. And then when that comes on somewhere, you just like jump into that groove. You know, it's a sure. catchy tune. It's fun. Too. It's fun. I, it's a I, yeah, I, I think the song's great. And um, but I mean, at the same time, uh, you're, you're, I, the whole way through the video, your mouth is half open. A gape, definitely. <laughs> I mean, definitely. Like, What's happening here? <laughs> it's uh, Korean pop, K-pop, as uh, as it's called, and uh, some of it's very very. Very catchy. I was looking into it one night after seeing that video, yeah. and actually, there's some really creative parodies of the Gagnum style video. If you haven't Ohio seen Ohio State uh, marching band, did an amazing uh, a parody of it. Not a parody, but an, oh. a, they they performed Tribute? that. I see. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's made the rounds. My favorite parody is the Kim Jong style. That one is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Oh gosh, All right, so more coming up here. Eight five five four fifty free is the producer of these. Fr- uh, you know ostensibly bad songs from our, from most people's perspective a bad guy is he doing the wrong thing what are your thoughts at 855-450-FREE there's more coming up Free Talk Live Hour 3 next Hi this is Mark Edge host of Free Talk Live we've been witnessing a meltdown of the very economic engine that powers this country with a printing press tethered to Washington politicians bureaucrats and central bankers 
How can we put our trust in paper money? For years, I've been buying gold and silver from Midas Resources, and you should too. Come see gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938 for a free book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold. With Washington, D.C. delivering more debt and printed promises, common sense tells us the future of the trend is obvious. Everyone listening should visit gold.freetalklive.com or call 877-357-9938. I trust Midas Resources for my gold, silver, platinum, and you can too. Again, I want you to have this book and it's free. It's gold.freetalklive.com or 877-357-9938. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. The toll-free number is 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. Enjoy them on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content. You find something on the, uh, on the internet that you enjoy or something that you despise, whatever it is you think our listeners would uh, appreciate or be interested in. You submit it over at freetalklive.com as show prep. It then appears on the upcoming stories page where it must receive a certain number of votes in order to be promoted to the front page of the site. And again, it doesn't have to be news. It can be, uh, you know, something you find on YouTube. And that's what we've been talking about for the last uh, ch- good chunk of the show here is the Arc Music Factory and the producer behind the video, Rebecca Black's Friday, which hit it big on the internet. Uh, I think it was last year at this point, about a year ago, probably. Could be. And, uh, and now the new video, which is also hitting it pretty big, a new uh, teenage, not even technically teenage, 12 years old, uh, Nicole, Nicole Westbrook uh, singing It's Thanksgiving. And the videos are similar. The, crit- the critic over at Crack.com here who's saying that the producer of the videos is evil is, uh, you know, it's a it's cracked article, so it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, but I think he is serious to some extent with his, uh, with his critique here that he really does believe that this guy's, you know, a, a scumbag essentially is- taking advantage of these young girls and their, and their parents. Is he just like miffed because video killed the radio store kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if he's a radio guy or or not. Well, radio versus I think that he he does sound like a um you know aficionado of music and music videos yeah. like he's an expert in this field. Right. And I get it. You know that there's there's definitely glazed donuts and then <laughs> and then there's pheasant and under there's glass. There's coffee with right. pistache ice cream. Right. <laughs> yeah. No doubt, this guy's a hater. He he loves to hate, and he's made a probably made a career out of uh, turning it into cracked articles, or or at least in this case, he did. Uh, but he's this video definitely has so no, he projects no value. his own internal hatred of things onto other people i think so and i think he's also wrong as well i mean he's saying that these girls are being taken advantage of essentially that this guy's evil for what it is that he's doing when in point of fact he's just giving them uh what it is that they're looking for the parents and the girls specifically but in addition to that he backs up his claims uh by saying that with rebecca black who of course hit it big time and kind of put these folks on the map over at the arc music factory the man's uh, name is patrice wilson he claims that if you think it's an overstatement he uh, says well excuse me he says that that everyone will hate nicole westbrook enough to talk about her for years if you think that's an overstatement we'll 
We've already seen the consequences before. He claims Rebecca Black dropped out of school because of the attacks, and she tried to distance herself from Friday by creating new songs and music videos on her own dime. But the abuse follows her wherever she goes and will follow her for the rest of her life. She's doomed because she was unlucky. Nicole Westbrook's doom, however, was carefully carefully orchestrated, and blame should rest solely on the shoulders of Patrice Wilson. But before we go on, let's link over to what he linked to when he claimed that Rebecca Black dropped out of school over this. It's true. She did drop out of school over harassment from her teenage schoolmates. But kids in school are jerks at, uh, you know, that's just how teenagers are. Right, I mean, this problem with going to and now to today on anyway. Rebecca Black Online, you can go and see this beautiful interactive website where she has her new single and video in your own words. And it doesn't appear that she needs to be in school. She's probably getting homeschooled and getting a much better education. Exactly. Good choice <laughs> on her part. Doing what she part. wants to be doing. Right. Good choice on her part for leaving the school. But the article over at uh, Hollywood. She's performing at House of Blues. Yeah, the article over at... uh, This guy ruined her life. Yeah, over at HollywoodReporter.com, after it points out that she did leave the school because kids are punks, it goes on to say that Black is seeing positive from all the attention. In addition to Friday being featured on an episode of Fox's hit Glee, she has also since gone to release another video. And So this was obviously written a little while before this one that you mentioned, her other video called My Moment. She also appeared in Katy Perry's video for last Friday night, as you indicated earlier, Michelle, and won the Teen Choice Award for Choice Web Star at Sunday's show. And uh, Friday has earned her a lot of money. While she claims she doesn't know how much she's made off the song, she admits it's enough to cover her college tuition. So the market I mean, likes her. Right. So this. So zip so for it, all the, So again, you know, my point being that for all the hate that's out there, mm-hmm. she's a success. Sunday, December 23rd, 7 p.m., she's performing in Anaheim at the House of Blues. That's huge, man. I mean, that, what a dream. What a dream <laughs> yeah, for, totally. for her. And, okay, yeah. Did she have to put up with some nasty YouTube comments? Yeah. Did How she many... get some nasty comments from the kids at school? Yeah. You that's what's f- part of being a fa- you know famous. I, also, you have to drive through these things in order to to be successful. I mean, how many rock stars and, and you know whatever stars, singing sensations are there out there that haven't been told you stink at some point or another? I mean, people love to hate on Britney Spears, but there's a person yep. that's made made a lot of money performing on stage. So there's a little bit more here from Crack. Let's let's besides let him, being a musical genius, let's let him air out the rest of his uh, his garbage. Though surely her parents should have known better, right? We can't blame a 12-year-old for wanting to be famous, but her parents are supposed to protect her from disasters like this. How could they let this happen? Well, hang no, on. No, they are not. They are not. Parents, it is not the duty and even responsible. It's not responsible of parents to protect their children from every sort of insidious act that's out there that is, you know, that is done in the name of, of uh, you know, bullying or, or whatever. I mean, you can't. No, you you have to let your kids grow up. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the internet. That, but in this case, the parents did advice. do a deal. Like the parents did cut this deal for the video. The internet has ushered in a new era, says the cracked author, where parents are hopelessly out of their depth. Even if they peripherally knew who Rebecca Black was, they didn't likely recognize the red flags in her crumbling life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hardly. Rebecca Rebecca Black 
is uh, not having her life crumbling. It's getting better. But nonetheless, he goes on, and they also almost certainly didn't know how powerful the Internet could be when focusing all its energy on attacking a single person. The enormity and immediacy of Internet fame is uncharted territory for most parents of preteens. The closest thing they can relate these music videos to from their own childhood was getting glamour shots taken at the mall. Parents have no context for what Arc Music Factory is trying to do with their child's face because this brand of exploitation is unprecedented. Well, if okay, so if what the if as they're painting the picture, um, these they're setting it up as exploitation. I get it's exploitation if the way if what they're saying is true, but I also think that you have a certain responsibility as the customer, and yep, the buyer beware. The the buyer beware. I, it, it's possible these parents don't know that, but I, I would know. I'm a parent. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Uh, they have a certain responsibility to research people uh, with whom they're doing business. If they felt at any point that this was inappropriate or you know wrong for their daughter, they could have walked away from the deal. I mean, if they thought it, there, there was something bad about the production quality or the video that they were being, you know, they didn't just sign an agreement and say, "Yeah, we're going to su- sing whatever words you put in fr- this." My, our daughter's going to sing anything you put in front of her. They probably had to approve the the lyrics and you know approve the video and the the content and all. You would that. hope. Uh, so, but there's a little bit more. He says there's no so so it's no coincidence that throughout its Thanksgiving, adults are suspiciously absent, even on a holiday that's synonymous with family. This music video is a perfect metaphor for the internet as a whole. The kids leave uh, sim- seemingly live alone, cook meals unsupervised, live by slogans like "dance until dawn" without really knowing what that means, and sit around a table giving thanks for the really important things in life, like mashed potatoes. Sorry, there's only one adult in that world. Patrice Wilson is also at the table, the Lord of the Flies, and he's wearing a turkey suit. <laughs> and in the, in double, the video, double, 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 double. it's a great, vi- great. <laughs> in the video, he does put on. You know, he starts out looking in his normal uh, clothing, looks like his normal self, and mm-hmm. then later he does put on a turkey suit and looks very silly. And you know, for silly's so, fun. Absolutely, it is. And and for adults to behave silly in a in a video aimed at tweens is is also fun. Mm-hmm. So that Patrice Wilson is willing to look silly as part of this silly video shows to me that he's having as much fun as, or at least wants to appear as though he's having as much fun as any of the kids uh, in the video. And you know, to, to suggest that he's exploiting this girl uh, somehow, I think is is ridiculous. But I- isn't so? Where does uh, exploitation start and stop at no I point mean, when it's consensual i don't think right i mean that there are people that would say it's exploitive to uh, have interns because you don't pay them or that we're exploiting you michelle because exactly. you're not getting a paycheck here well i think that you could lie to someone uh, we if, take if, it if, out in trade <laughs> let him talk let him talk 855-450 free you can share your thoughts here 855-450-3733 this is free talk live This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control. Bring up anything you want here on this live Thanksgiving Day edition of the program with you tonight. It is Ian. 
Michelle. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Shrine of Female Listeners is one of our many features. We give it away on the whole site. We give it to you. You don't have to pay an access fee or anything like that. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see the shrine. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the shrine. Uh, Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. It's the lady listeners that have taken the time to send in their validated photos or videos showing that they are listeners of the program. So see it for yourself, shrine.freetalklive.com. The most valuable currency in the world, single unit of a currency in the world, is Bitcoin. Ian, what's uh, Bitcoin up to right now? I checked it before the show. It was about $12.30. That's, uh, yep, that's the highest. Uh, you can get, you can find out more about Bitcoin. That's the highest this year, you mean? That's the highest of any currency in the world. Oh, the highest of the Compared okay, gotcha. to the U.S. dollar, um, you know, Bitcoins is the most valuable single unit of a, of a currency it. out there. Can you explain that? For us that, you know. I don't know that it matters, really. Um, oh. <laughs> an individual Bitcoin mm-hmm. is worth more Sounds impressive to me. than an individual unit of any other currency. It used to be worth, worth less. Indeed. It used to be pennies. Yeah. Even saffron? I don't know. I mean, is that an individual? I mean, is it what do you, what do you consider an Isn't ounce? A, I mean, you can consider a, a, a... Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. And very valuable. More expensive than gold. And mm. silver. Uh, but what is a single unit of gold or silver? You know, I mean, it's difficult to say. Right. So is it a gram? Is it a Yeah, ounce? what's a single unit of saffron? And are people using saffron as a currency? Uh, they certainly will if they get the opportunity. I, I see where you're coming from, uh, but I saw them for sale at, uh, at the grocery store today. And they were just right there on the shelf. So if they were really like gold and silver, they'd probably be behind lock and key, I would think. It's some kind of knockoff thing if it's, hmm. uh, um, if it's a spice. I mean, saffron is, uh, you know, real saffron is extraordinarily expensive. Spice, spice, baby. <laughs> Bitcoins. You can find out more by going to bitcoin.freetalklive.com. We've got links there to weusecoins.org. That is a you know, place where you can find out about Bitcoins, that it's a peer-to-peer open source currency that's available on the internet that allow you to send and receive money without having to pay any fees. Uh, Blockchain.info where you can get a free online wallet where when you download the wallet it doesn't take a day (laughs) to to download the uh, two Mm, days to download the software. It can. I'm through two days right now. You're putting it on a USB drive though so it's going through the computer onto the USB? Yeah, maybe that's slowing it down. I don't know. Derek J uh, who is one of our favorite uh, Free Talk Live co-hosts and uh, he is doing Bitcoin informative information videos for them at um, peacenewsnow.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's blockchain.info and uh, where to get them at uh, bitinstant.com. So it's bitcoin.freetalklive.com. All right. Uh, let's continue here. Sam is on the line in Texas. Sam, I know you're calling out a different reason, but you're somebody that has uh, a lot of video production experience and uh, you probably have heard most of our, at least a portion of our conversation about this. Uh, it's Thanksgiving video. Any thoughts on uh, on that? Oh man, I think it's just pop culture nonsense. Personally, um, I can tell you though, on my video channel, I logged into um, the AdSense account. They had been holding the payments forever uh, because I hadn't filled out some stuff, but they never sent the total. And I finally logged in to see what it would be. And <clears throat> since I created my channel, there's a thousand, a little over a thousand dollars sitting there waiting for them to send me. So, and that's based on I think my channel has around a, a little over a million views or so. Mm-hmm. So, if hi getting, Sam. Hi Michelle. If so, she's getting that kind of numbers, she's probably making some pretty good uh, money from it. 
10.8 million views on the It's Thanksgiving video uh, at the moment. So, like I said, you know, she's she's hitting the target audience she's looking for. You're certainly somebody, Sam, that has, uh, you know, no no small amount of experience in dealing with the haters. I mean, they, they're going to be out there. Sure. And, you know, it, <clears throat> I, I tend to focus on the um, people that are not as vocal. I know they're out there. I know they're watching the videos. They would send me emails and uh, letters and different things and talking about how it woke them up. You know, I went to a hearing in Keene on the eliminating the death penalty, and the one guy who spoke up in favor of the death penalty uh, after he heard my speech and the way I talked about the system and how it's imperfect and how these bureaucrats are there representing themselves. It really, he came up afterwards and said, you know, every, out of everyone I heard, you changed my mind on this issue. Mm. And I want to thank you for that. So right on. Hate, it, it makes a difference with somebody and you never know the spark that you're going to create. Yeah, absolutely. You, you got to follow your heart. Anyway, Sam, what were you calling about tonight? Okay. So I got a question for you guys. I want to know if you guys think that earthquakes are just these random things that happen or if they're actually predictable. I wouldn't know. I mean, it'd be very interesting to find out if uh, scientists could predict earthquakes. I mean, these are moving of tectonic plates, right? I mean, like, I suppose it's possible that they could predict them. How far in advance, I think, would probably be the, the, the guess. Well, some would say that everything's predictable if you have enough knowledge about the factors that are going into whether or not they, you know, what's going to create them. Uh, and the reason why weather is so difficult to predict is because there's so many damn factors uh, going in and, the, you know, all the computer software Tides, winds yeah and, all yeah. kinds of things uh, all the computer software in the world can't account for it all but uh, what do you think sam i think that the way scientists look at the weather and the causes for it is utter nonsense and i think that there are people out there who are looking at things like the sun looking at things like the solar system and they're creating models and i have a little proposition for you guys uh, to see if you want to take it. Now, Mark, um, I can give you some info on just general statistics. You weren't sure if earthquakes were going up or down. And over the last few years, the smaller earthquakes, like six magnitude, anything under a six, uh, is actually going down. But that's anything, bad, right? Which is a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. Anything six and over, though, is actually on the increase. And that makes sense that those two things would be happening together. Right. And in a in an average month, based on the last three years, there's about 182 magnitude 5 uh, earthquakes, 14 magnitude 6, and 1.6 magnitude 7 uh, range quakes. And that's how many, uh, over what period of time? A month? That's uh, that's taken an average of the last three years of USGS data. Okay. That's in an average month. Okay. So, so just in um, the United States? No, no, that's worldwide. Okay. So they, they report worldwide, so that's... Sam, yeah. let me interject here for a second. There's a there was a friend of mine who's into um, uh, banning fracking and and different. He's you know on board with alternative energy and what have you. And and there was an argument posed by a scientist that, and I say that loosely only because I didn't know him, but you know supposedly he was well respected and everything. That the um, pulling the oil out of the earth. Um, is part of what's causing the earthquakes because it's like we're removing the some kind of support the down gel. Fluid, yeah, like. exactly, exactly. So yeah. now it can't you know rub smoothly and and kind of float around in there. Hmm. So I and don't I know. Think there is some truth to that. 
Um, so what I want to do, though, is give you guys a prediction here and see if you're interested in a little bet. Uh, and we can donate the <laughs> the winner can donate the proceeds to charity, something like Shire Sharing or um, oh, fun. Mark St. Jude. You like that? I do like St. Jude, yeah. So what I'm uh, calling for, and you know, this is based on somebody else's model, a guy named Patrick Garrell, is a magnitude 7.5 earthquake between November 25th and 29th. Stand by. Wow. Uh, Whoa! Well, heck, I'd take a bet. For, I'll take a bet. Uh, do, do you have a specific geographic location? I'll Hold on. We'll, we'll find out here in moments. Uh, we'll bring Sam back to flesh out this potential bet. One eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yep, we're here live. It is Thanksgiving Day, and I'm Can thankful, you say that? By the way. Can you say gobble, gobble, gobble? Gobble, gobble. No, make it cute, though. <laughs> yeah, I like that. What are you thankful for? I am thankful uh, that uh, that you're here tonight, Michelle. Thank you. Glad to have you and Mark, you as well, every single night. And most thankful for everybody out there listening uh, to the show, all of our great radio stations that air Free Talk Live at various times throughout the week, uh, the, You know, everybody that takes the show online via podcast, live streaming, every single advertiser that is with us currently and has been with us in the past. Uh, gosh, if it weren't for all of you great folks, we wouldn't be able to have fun like this every single night. Yeah. And the, the great life that I have is is entirely owed to the people that you've just lift, listed off. Not to mention the Free Talk Live amplifiers who really uh, push this show forward sure. by helping us become more successful on commercial radio, uh, XM, you know, and online as well. Of course, uh, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com. If you haven't, uh, if you'd like to get behind the show with five bucks a month, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier and get perks. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only podcast forum, and more. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Also grateful that, you know, I am uh, relatively free-ish. You know, I'm not uh, sitting in a cage at uh, at this moment, so that's nice. And it's good to be in a place where we do have the ability to continue to speak. That freedom hasn't been taken from us, so I'm grateful for the freedoms that, you know, that we retain uh, today. I'm not satisfied with mm-hmm. uh, what we have, and I think that that's okay. Some people would say, you you guys have it so good in the United States, you should just shut up and like it. Well, or if you don't like it, leave, that old line. And mm. no, I, Yeah, I hate that one. No, because we can always make things better. And just because it may be good here compared to some places around the world doesn't mean that we shouldn't focus our efforts on making things better here. Because I would like to have a free place to which others around the world can come to. Because ultimately, that's, in my opinion, the best way to help people who are in dire uh, circumstances elsewhere is to create a place where they can escape to. 
because there's not there's not that much I can do to help you know the people in Iran uh, or in Iran, for instance. Right. There's not much I can do. You know, I can't go over there and have much of an effect. I'm just in a you know I'd just be the American, mm-hmm. and uh, that wouldn't do much. But if we could have a free place, a place that truly understands and advocates liberty, and open that up, open the doors up to well, the tempest tossed from around the world, as the Statue of Liberty uh, suggests on her uh, placard, or whatever you call it, the inscription on the Statue of Liberty. The poor huddled masses journeying to be free. Yeah, let those people come and make a better life for themselves. That's the best thing you can do, in my opinion, for, uh, for other people. So thankful to uh, be here now with all of you in this place. Of course, New Hampshire is a great place to be with all my manner of liberty-oriented folks doing wonderful things. And Sam in Texas. Uh, is back with us here with a challenge or a uh, potential bet. You are betting on earthquakes now, Sam, and you were going to suggest that you think there's a 7.5 at least going to happen between when? November 25th through the 29th. And where approximately is this to take place? In the United States? Well, that's the thing. Um, This is based on Patrick Garrell's work. And what he does is looks at the planetary alignments like the sun, the earth, the moon, and, say, Saturn. Um, and he's been refining this model over the last couple of years. I've been following him. And uh, essentially what happens is through previous alignments, a, a, a planet like Saturn, what he thinks is happening is that it's getting charged up with energy or some some kind of electromagnetism. And when it comes into alignment with Earth, it transmits that energy through to the Earth, and it triggers an earthquake at the weakest point. Hmm. So there's no way to really know where that weakest point is, but I can speculate, and this wouldn't be part of the bet, but based on what we've seen um, since Fukushima in Japan, which is part of the ring of fire that goes you know, around uh, Pacific Alaska Rim mm-hmm. through uh, California and so on, uh, the earthquakes have been moving. There were several seven magnitudes in Alaska uh, a few weeks ago. There was a 7.7 off of uh, Queens, Tr- Queen Charlotte Island. So if these things are happening all the time, why would we want to take the bet? I mean, obviously it's going to be for charity, as you suggested, but you know, like, why would a betting person want to take a bet on this if what you're saying is these 7.5s are happening frequently? It sounds like well, you're, you're going to have magnitude one. Magnitude 7.0 to, uh, 7.0 to 7.9 only happens 1.6 times per month on average, and I'm calling for a 7.5, which means the odds are less than 1 in 30 that this is going to be right. Mm-hmm. But and you're so, saying anywhere in the world would qualify if it were a 7.5 or more? Correct. Mark, you, you want to take his bet? And what, uh, what are we betting? Uh, about? How, what's the, what's the wager? Bucks. What's it? Let's say 100 bucks. I you know I can take that wager for charity because to the Hunter yeah. Nights shelter maybe at this point yeah, I, I I think I like Shire sharing better and I oh. like um, yeah. St Jude uh, mm-hmm. St Jude uh, Children's uh, Research Hospital better you can pick uh, which one in that case we'll let the we'll let the winner pick okay um, yeah I mean I, I don't mind losing that bet I'm I'll interested. go and have with you on that Mark. okay great I, I'm interested in in what's going to happen and I think that uh, I like it when somebody's specific and it seems to me you've been specific okay, enough. But just to be clear I'm so completely it's the 25th, betting out of ignorance though the 25th through the 29th of this month you're saying that somewhere in the world and are we talking about uh, which time zone um, we'll say the local time zone where the quake happened so the okay. date and time of that's how they're or I think gotcha. they may be reported by UTC but 
Either one. It, yeah. it should be within well within that window. It's likely going to happen on the 25th, and if not then, then on the 28th. Now let's get back to the uh, the idea here that these planets are somehow transferring energy. I mean, there's no science there, right? That's just some bizarro theory. I mean, obviously well, there's gravity, right? So you've got the moon and the, where the moon is in relation to the Earth affects tides. So we know that absolutely. gravitational pull can certainly affect uh, things happening down here. And that, that's based on Patrick Garrell's theory, which at first he was coming out and he was just basing it on alignments, and he was getting a lot of them wrong. But since he figured out that there are certain combinations of planets that really tend to charge up the outer planets, and then when those come into alignment, it triggers a quake, he's been predicting magnitude 6 and 7s, uh, 13 out of the last 14 in a row. Hmm. So is this kind of like, you know, if we if we put it um, in simple terms for people out there, including myself, is this kind of like, well, when I eat onions and garlic and I do headstands, I burp. I mean, yeah, it's like one of those things where like, you know, these things have lined up. And so so it you're- causes it causes changes, I think, within the core of the earth mm-hmm. that puts stresses on the plates and the weakest point breaks. And the reason that I'm sort of putting this bet out there. I don't care if I win or lose, but what his model shows for December 21st, which just happens to be the end of the Mayan calendar, <laughs> is a magnitude 10 or greater. Mark told so, me that's not true, Sam. He told me during a break once that uh, the Mayan calendar is already over. Um, I've studied it probably, I think, a little more than Mark, and I guarantee you it's not. Well, what about the Julian, the switch from the, the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar um, and the introduction of Leap Day? Didn't right. that put uh, the Mayan calendar back in uh, the end of the, the world back in July? Actually, the Mayan calendar is far more accurate than the Gregorian calendar. Okay. And Pope yep. Gregory actually spent huge sums of money um, setting up the calendar that we have today so that December 21st, 2012 would coincide with the end of the Bakhtun in the Mayan calendar and described in the uh, Dresden Codex. You see the return of the sky dragon, and he's spitting out this blue water, which could be talking about things like Hurricane Sandy. Now, uh, l- let, me, let me ask you, what are you doing to prepare for um, <laughs> December 21st? Um, well, you know, I've, I'm doing creating my own homestead out here. I'm coming to uh, visit you, by the way. That would be fantastic. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I put ponds in. I have a well, and I've, I went to a pottery and helped learn how to demolish it. I want to hear more about what's going to happen, Sam. Call us another okay. night. Tell us more about your predictions for the uh, the 21st, because I mean, even totally. Fox News is is trying to gin up fear surrounding this and. Uh, so I'm more, in, I am interested in this. But we've got to move on, but I appreciate the uh, the call tonight, and I guess the bet is on for this uh, right charitable sure. uh, bet. So follow up with us on that. We'll see you more here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Thanks, Sam. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook.
Talk Live. Toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. We've got enough time for your thoughts here tonight. If you don't get them in tonight, no problem. We do this show seven nights per week live, even on holidays, because we're here live on this Thanksgiving Day edition of the program. And uh, <laughs> I love that. It is Ian here with you, by the way. Michelle. And Mark. Michelle, you're going to be uh, taking a journey, I understand. We might not be hearing you behind a microphone for a while on Free Talk Live. I know. I'm going on a road trip. That's exciting. You know, um, it's funny. People are like, why are you moving? Well, for one thing, I have not lived in one home um, for as long as I have. I've been here for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Since I was like 10. Boy, you just like to pack up your stuff, huh? I'm a gypsy. I can't. It's just, you have to you know? buy, buy an RV then. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. Keep it all in one think, place. You don't have right. to move it all the time. So, yeah. So as I was explaining to you guys, you know, I, and I've mentioned this on the show, um, the the government, uh, California Tax Franchise Board has levied my bank account so I can no longer, you know, receive money. I've got a default judgment against me from a man who was a former landlord who, um, his, as his attorney said, he, they think they think I have deep pockets, so they're going after me. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, New a Hampshire... default judgment means that you intended to go to court, but they gave you the wrong date and you lost. I was in Florida, yeah. so so I didn't show up for a scheduling conference. It wasn't even the it trial. It wasn't trial. Yeah, anymore. and they wouldn't vacate the judgment and let me, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So fine. But it's just, you know, I'm... I'm going to be homeless and I'm kind of like, I'm really scared, but I'm also excited about that. And one of the reasons why I'm choosing to not go seek out a home and instead just be on the road is because I kind of want to be a pioneer. I think that there are going to be a lot of people that are homeless here soon and um, way more than what people imagine. And we're going to see something like a Hooverville, you know, we'll see in a a Bombaville uh, before, before too long. What what does that mean? Well, Hooverville were, was the, you know, like basically... Shanty towns. Yeah. Like, like during uh, the Depression or during something? During the Depression. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, I'm going to take off and see what it's like to try to get a driver's license without, a, um, without an address, mm-hmm. to live without a bank account. You know, my kids, people always say to my, my children, oh, you're so lucky that you don't have a social security number and that your mom didn't get that to you and blah, blah, blah. And Omar, who just turned 19, is like, really? You try it. <laughs> it's not so easy, you know? And so I'm always talking to people about, you know. He could get one if he wanted one, though, right? Sure. But he's trying to exist yeah. and, and thrive. Not just exist, but he wants to thrive yeah. without one. And he's going to go as long as he can. And so we keep finding ways to, like, extend that out, you know. And um, so I'm going to take this time while I'm kind of, you know, forced into homelessness in some ways to try to turn it for good and um, try to be an example and and see what it's like out there and whether or not it can be done. There's a blog that you're going to be uh, working on, I guess, it would be a good way for people to kind of follow what your adventures will yes, entail. Yes, michelle7.com. And there's one L in Michelle. There is, but if you put in two, it goes to mine. Oh, you got them both. I did. That's good. All right. Oh, so Michelle, Michelle. People don't know how to spell Michelle. <laughs> and it's seven S-E-V-E-N. And yes, that is actually my name on my birth certificate and everything. A lot of people have thought that Yeah, a lot of people don't was, believe that. Right, yeah. So michelle7.com, blog site. Is it online already? It is, just with like an opening page saying, okay. coming soon, I'm I'm launching it on my 45th birthday, which is in two weeks. Will you call us now and then and you know, oh, check absolutely. in from the road? And I'm going to become a sponsor. 
Ooh. I know. That's exciting. I know, but I, I'm going to have to be selling something so that you guys can have a little thing that you, you know, do. I see something you might be selling there on the <laughs> MrL7.com. <laughs> What's that? No, I don't, I don't have fishnets on in the picture. <laughs> You'll keep us in the loop, Michelle. I appreciate no, that. No, no, you don't have fishnets between you and the bear Let's go legs. back to the That's phones, right. though, guys. we got James on the line in Kentucky. James, you're on Free Talk Live. James, you're on the air. Go James, ahead. you got to speak up. I'm so loud. I can't hear you. Oh, sorry. So that last caller really bummed me out. I mean, if the Mayan calendar runs out and it's the end of the world and all these states are beginning to legalize <laughs> cannabis and then the end of the world happens. Yeah, but you can I'm, be smoking out be, while it ends. He's in I Kentucky. Guess. Oh, <laughs> No, yeah, I guess I got to move to Colorado in the next however many days. But I don't think I'll be making any special plans uh, for. Sam didn't claim the end of the world. He claimed a a 10.0 earthquake, which is going to be a big one. Well, he believes something's going to happen on the 21st, and we'll we'll have Sam. I'm sure Sam will call back as I uh, had suggested, and we'll get more of what his vision is for that. Uh, But I can't really say I'm going to be too concerned about waking Uh up on the 22nd. Well, people say paradigm shift. Too. Somebody's gonna be, somebody's gonna be out of a hundred dollars, I guess. Yeah, uh, and it goes to a good so, cause. That's the reason I took it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have a couple questions, and I'll, I'll get off the line. I, I don't. Know, but the first question is: I've heard Mark say in the past that listeners or or callers have changed um, his you or stance on things sure. I, I don't know if ian or 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 or, or michelle uh if that's the same with you guys oh yeah but of I'm course I mean, i've learned all kinds if, of things from callers on this show well and my question is you know could you give some examples of that and then the other question and then i'll get off the phone is what's in the silver briefcase behind mark <laughs> wouldn't you like to know <laughs> You can go to cam.freetalklive.com and see our uranium you got that stuff uh, transportation from Adam, unit. Adam and Eve, the Adam and Eve dot com site, right? Oh no, no, it's it's not a uranium uh, ding dong. It's just <laughs> it's an old laptop two, case two, that uh, the strap is missing on, and it's complete. It's I think it might have like a USB cable in it, but otherwise it's empty. Um, stuff that we've learned, um, Mark. Anything that you can think of? That's a tough one for me, just on the spot. Specifically, um, you know, what I can come up with right away is over time, um, you know, most of my statist ideas were stripped away. Yeah. Um, at least the concerns um, in in those areas, and you know, I would say that uh, you used to be uh, for you used to be for marijuana decrim, but that's about it as far as the war on drugs. That's, you're talking about when I first started, yeah. yeah. Um, but well, we've been doing this for ten years. In ten years, right? The uh, you know, listeners, when we first got on GCN, somebody called in about uh, gold backing currency being backed by gold and things like that, and we just you know laughed them off, completely ignorant about the ideas of uh, you know fiscal soundness or whatever. And we just laughed at him and said, ah, oh, you know, listen, gold gold causes inflation, or you know, <laughs> you know, just complete ignorance uh, in this. I don't area. even remember that. I'll take your word for it's it. It's been so. We were in the uh, twelve twenty studios at the mm, time. Okay. The this was when we were still on weekends, so it was one of the first two shows or something. Yep. No, that's not exactly right. Anyway, it was uh, you know one of the first couple of months, and you know so yeah, they've basically stripped away some of these concerns I have in the area of uh, you know statism and, and and that kind of thing. 
James, thanks for uh, calling tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. Can't Nick think of one, Ian. is on the line. Uh, there's been so many I, in my memory. You know, I can't even tell you what I did yesterday. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, Nick listening in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. But I know that absolutely, I mean, I've changed my perspective on a variety of different things over the years. I'm not the same person today that I was uh, 10 years ago. I'm, I'm a lot, uh, you know, less angry for one for one thing. Like, that's been a big uh, big change for me, but let's go back to uh, the phones here. Nick, you're on the line. Hi, hey. Michelle. Wow. Hi, Nick. I had no, I had no idea you were going to leave. So is this going to be your last time on Free Talk Live? Well, for for now, I don't know. Maybe I'll call in and I'll, I'll, it'll be like Occupy Wall Street, where I get to like chat with y'all from out some I'll, some great adventure. I'll miss our back and forth. You know, you were my first call. Aww. Oh. And you're, uh, Michelle I'm, likes it I'm, like I'm, that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like to be the first. Yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 so I like your voice. I'm going to miss that, Nick. Yeah, I'm going to miss yours. Oh, <laughs> big I group hug. To, Love fast. <laughs> sometimes I used to used to dream of moving up to New Hampshire and meeting you some night. Oh, God. This is not going too far for me. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm actually blushing. I can't tell. I'm getting hot, though. <laughs> Everything seems to be, your freckles seem to be matching with the rest. I know. Well, and I'm not wearing any panties, so. Oh, my. Take your word for it. <laughs> all right. So, Nick, uh, did you call just a gush uh, all over Michelle? <laughs> In the nicest possible way, of course. Yeah. This is radio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I'm the one who's blushing. <laughs> Well, yeah, Nick, actually, since the last caller asked if, you know, we've learned anything, you have actually um, taught me some things. Uh, You've, you know, corrected me about some things, including, I think, my grammar, which is hard to do. I know. I've been corrected on that a number of times (laughs) by folks on the BBS pointing them out to me. Nick, thanks for the call, man. We are out of time for this live Turkey Day edition of Free Talk Live. Yeah. There you go. Michelle, we're going to hear from you on the road, (laughs) I'm sure, because wherever you go, interesting things will happen. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, we would like to hear about them. And it's been Ian here with you. Michelle. And Mark. Back tomorrow night. Join us for the Black Friday edition of Free Talk Live. Be sure to tell us your Black Friday stories tomorrow. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.